0: The Toby Gribben Show highlights.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices.
0: Well, we've got Sean Hoffman here with us just now. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Yes, I'm doing great. Now, you've got a podcast called Reality with Sean Hoffman. So how would you describe the overall
2: theme of the podcast, really? Well, the overall theme, see, I'm a a serial entrepreneur, Mm. as my bio says, uh, in California, and I never intended on doing something like this but i have been in so many circles where certain information has come out that is just mind-blowing the past 24 months and Mm. and there are two realities and there is a lot of for lack of a better term that is that is traveling through through the internet and and through media and there was just so so little real information going out there so you either had massive conspiracy theories on one side or you had kind of, well, fake news on the other side. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and invest in doing a podcast, start writing on Substack, and then start promoting it. Because Mm -hmm. that's I've had a PR company, a marketing company, and software company, and I know how to get the information out there. So I'm sort of new to this, but it's basically to cut through all of the BS and find out what the facts are and realities are, no matter how ugly they might be. Um, in each, each of these major issues that are happening around the world right now.
0: Yeah. So, what are some examples of this BS that you're referring to? Because is this just in America or maybe worldwide? Because I don't know, you know, in the UK, we don't tend to have as opinionated media on the TV and radio and things.
2: It's funny you say that because in the UK, um, I've been picking up a lot of people and I'm starting to actually learn about the different, the many different political parties. Parties in the UK, yeah. and um, and even you know the the MPs. I've got uh, people on my social media now that are contacting me that are actually in the parliaments um, that that want to get this information. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of people in the UK that do know this information. I find that the people in the UK, um, not to offend anybody in America, but there are people that are paying attention to this stuff in the UK seem to be a lot smarter than, yeah. than the American audience and um and and that's good because i think that it's it's much more critical they're much more sort of connected with what's happening so even though yeah. it's not such uh, sort of nonsensical punditry that happens in America. It's more straightforward, and uh, it's it's in some ways. If it wasn't for uh, if you know Boris and, and a lot of other politicians there, I'd probably want to move to the UK. <laughs> well, what actually is this information then, if you're able to share? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you listen to the podcast, and of course I want to plug it as much as possible, but reality yeah. with Sean Hoffman, S E A N Hoffman, spelled like Sean Connery. That's who my mother named me after, actually. Ah. And um, it's it's. It's looking into uh, – okay, so what's what's the information? On a couple of different levels. So there's the media, and the media is basically globally controlled by six major global corporations. And within that media, you have a lot of executives and producers um, that – are given orders from, say, the the executives above them, the 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 controllers of this, what they can and cannot disseminate among the people. And so I have friends and people that I that I know intimately that are running businesses that are getting, uh, you know, either censored or putting out information Regarding things that are incredibly important, such as uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, Um, even people in Australia that are working for, say, Sky or even Al Jazeera that are censoring uh, how many protesters there are in Melbourne. And then also um, you have experts coming on to a lot of the news media, whether it's Sky News, whether it's Fox News, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, whatever it may be, Al Jazeera, um, the Daily Mail, that are uh, general practitioners, they are... Uh, people that have never worked with COVID patients, they are not virologists, they are not vaccinologists, and so there's a suppression of the actual people. But the, it's being put on the back pages of the news. It's being suppressed. This information. Then there's the other issue. Um, there's issues in, within the United States with our border, but there's the other issue um, where we're going into the Ukraine right now. And I and I know that a lot of people that are Generation Xers in England will know this and be frightened of it. That you know we were always afraid of World War Three. Well, the going on the Ukraine you have 90,000 troops, I don't know if people are aware of this, 90,000 troops on the border of the Ukraine right now. And that information is out there, but it's again being suppressed. And we're, the United States, are sending massive arms and we're sending troops right now. I know from officers within our military, because I get this information, we're starting to gear up our our planes, our, our large cargo planes full of troops, full of military equipment, meaning arms this time and going to the Ukraine. And so that's another another big issue because that, um, as we know, like sort of this, this, and it's not, a, again, it's not a tinfoil hat conspiracy thing. You have a globalist right now, you have a bunch of people, 133, I think, they're from big corporations that go to Davos, Switzerland. They meet uh, with the Bilderberg Group. They, they kind of design these things and they sort of want, um, as anybody does, as history has always shown, more control over groups of people. And so what they're doing is they're putting mechanisms in place, this whole, like, build back better, you know, mantra that they're pushing um, to put... To put more controls because they believe that they need more control over the populations, and so now the the mandates are failing. A lot of information is coming out now from many different sources around the world um, regarding uh, the vaccines, regarding COVID. I mean, Omicron. What do you have in the UK right now? You have eighty nine p- million people, and you had one person that died from Omicron. Uh, I think you it's know? probably more than that now. Well, you have okay. So you say you had say you have a hundred people that died of the Omicron variant. How are they testing? It? How do they know that that's the variant A? How many people died of car accidents or stabbings in London, you know, the past two months? So, I mean, there's there's, there's a degree of propaganda and hysteria, and there's also sort of a cult-like messaging that's going out where people are being programmed to, to think a certain way. And I'm not saying that, you know, I've, I'm not an anti-vax person. I'm not any of those things. I've, I've had many vaccines myself, but I want to look at every single issue individually, hear both sides of the argument, and then make an educated decision based upon real information and and all the information. And I think that that's what the podcast is, is trying to do. It's trying to wake people up to the fact that it's important to think before making a decision and before becoming then, upset when somebody argues with your orthodoxy Mm. with your religion based upon the programming you're getting from media or academia or whatever it may be and so um and i think that that's what i want to do is i want to start breaking through the and dispelling some of this nonsense where it's one side or the other you know it's it's it, it, so that's where i'm at.
0: Yeah. We can tell it's omicron through the PCR test because i don't know about the US, but in the UK we have a lot of genomics testing and i think they test about one in every 10 cases to see what variant it is. And i don't really get your point about car accidents because we already have loads of restrictions in place to prevent road deaths like seat belts and speed limits and driving tests. And also in 2020 you <laughs> There were one thousand four hundred and sixty fatalities in road accidents in the UK, compared to sixty nine thousand seven hundred and seventy one COVID deaths, and that number would be much bigger if we didn't have lockdowns and things.
2: No, I don't. I, I would have to disagree, respectfully disagree with that. I, I think that first of all, the PR, PCR test, the, the gentleman uh, that created it, said that it, if you look at how it works and how they're using the PCR test to magnify the genetic material. A million different things. The flu could be detected as COVID. A lot of things could be detected as COVID. I don't know about the UK, but in the United States, when a person was put on a ventilator, the federal government gave the hospital $39,000. So... Um, per person that did that. So there, So the testing—and I can tell you we could, go, we could spend hours talking about that, but no, I don't believe that the PCR test is an accurate test. Um, I do think that if you're going to look at it that way, our Center for Disease Control says that many more people die of car accidents or even obesity or alcoholism. So why not, if somebody has, say, a high enzyme level when they go in for a, a liver test, that they're no longer legally allowed to have alcohol? Why not if they have a BMI over a certain amount because obesity kills probably a hundred times more people globally? globally than um than covid does <laughs> annually That's- but it's not contagious no but it's but it's still putting uh, costing uh taxpayers dollars and and If you want to go into contagions, then why did we not have a major pandemic scare and and mandates and shut down the government and, and shut down businesses because of influenza? Why didn't we do that the past 50 years with about, I think, 18 different variants of influenza? Well, first of all,
0: just to address something you said earlier about the inventor of the PCR test, he never said that. That was a misunderstanding of a quote from him about the limitations of PCR testing in general to find out about the exact levels of a virus in a sample, not whether the sample contains a virus. And also, he died before the pandemic started, so he couldn't have said anything about testing for COVID specifically. And as for locking down for flu, the death rates of influenza
2: have been much lower than COVID, and that's the reason we didn't lock down. No, because if we would have done that, we would have devastated the economy. And that's the true goal. It's to, it's to basically um, create more government controls Over the economy by frightening people, because when you frighten a person, their logic. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: And reason goes out the door and they start to be easily programmed by whatever you're, whatever you're feeding them. And there have been many contagious diseases. First of all, COVID, it's, it's, it's statistically and, and logically just foolish to, to do what has been done over this. What we should have done is protect the people that were vulnerable, we should have spent all of the resources instead of killing 15,000 people in New York City by putting COVID people into nursing homes. We should have protected those people. I'm just saying, look at it rationally. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, that COVID's not, uh, uh, you know, can't be a really bad disease when when caught. It's not contagious. I do believe those things. Um, I just think that that it has to be looked at in a more reasonable way instead of just fear mongering and then this sort of you know programmed response like a like a cult member would say. If you were to argue their religion with them
0: right when you say protect the people that were vulnerable and still are vulnerable by the way that actually ends up being about a third of the population and we can't you know lock down about a third of the population because that would devastate the economy and i'm sure you'd agree with that and for a lot of those people the virus would probably still end up finding its way to them because some of those people will live with people that
2: aren't vulnerable right so what what happened all right, so so when in history, when in history have we locked down an entire country or world based upon a virus? Why isn't anybody allowed to talk about that? Why isn't anybody allowed to just to have a logical, intelligent, educated conversation? So that those are the questions that, that I'm asking in the podcast. And if this is some big overreaction, why
0: do they know it's an overreaction? Is it some sort of big plan or are they just idiots?
2: Um I think I think it's not a bit i am not a, a conspiracy theorist, so what I think <laughs> it, ba- it boils down to basic human greed and 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 the and the need for power and I think that in the uh, in the initial stages of it, I think that there was uh, a concern and and uh, I do think that uh, that there was a lot of ignorance about the the COVID, uh virus of the variants and and even the messenger RNA, and I think that now they do know but they like in certain areas they like the idea of control i mean look at new zealand look at australia i mean it's it's they're they're having covid camps people okay i'll give you an example about omicron you haven't had anybody come in and out in or out of australia in 2 years right well, that's not true people have been able to come in if they can quarantine no if they can quarantine and if they're vaccinated yeah. correct so how did omicron within 24 hours come go from south africa from those four patients to and and start infecting people in in australia if, if everybody's been quarantined, everybody's been vaccinated, everybody's locked down, how did that happen? Because they've slightly relaxed their border restrictions now. Well, if you want to go by the person who invented the mRNA, who's far more pedigreed and credentialed, who went to, I think, uh, Duke, Cornell, uh, 61 years old, uh, Dr. Robert Malone, who's becoming very popular here in the United States he would say that the variants were always there and that what's happening is by putting a full spike protein in through an mRNA vaccine, which he invented, by the way, with two other people, look it up on Wikipedia, Robert Malone, that spike protein is the more spike proteins you have that go from the deltoid where the entry point is and they start traveling to the other organs, which was the fear, those spike proteins then start killing the immune system. So, the variants then start affecting those who are vaccinated. And that, I guarantee you, you might not believe me, but you'll see in about six months that's going to be all over the news that the people you're going to have areas like South Korea, which has an 87% vaccination rate, and everybody that's getting sick there and in Israel, which is the same, are vaccinated. Why? Well, the only reason that so many
0: vaccinated people are being sick there is because their vaccination rates are so high that mm-hmm. you know, like if a hundred percent of the country got vaccinated, then that
2: would obviously mean that a hundred percent of sick people would be vaccinated. No, it's it's ninety percent. So when what? okay. So if they're vaccinated and they're Vaccination then gives them either immunity or gives them less severe illness. Why then are the majority of people in Israel and South Korea, according to their own government reports, being hospitalized with COVID? Because the
0: majority have been vaccinated, as I mentioned before. If a hundred percent of the country were vaccinated in a hypothetical scenario, then obviously a hundred percent of people with COVID would have to be vaccinated as well. It's impossible
2: for it to be any other way. No, because look at. Yeah. The polio virus back in the in the fifties and forties and at part of the sixties, right? Globally, polio. Mm-hmm. FDR had polio. Look at. Um influenza especially during the 1970s during swine flu when we vaccinated a ton of people how come that same phenomenon didn't happen with those very contagious viruses well
0: that's a completely different vaccine
2: no because it's an mRNA vaccine it's a gene therapy in fact if you go to the cdc's website it's a gene therapy that's what they say now too they've changed the definition of it on their own website no they haven't it's being used as a vaccine so
0: right i'm gonna have to stop you there again because that's just an outright lie the available vaccines are not a type of gene therapy they don't change genetic code or attempt to replace genes and nowhere on the cdc website does it even claim that so you've just made that up quite frankly
2: these are just facts and it doesn't <laughs> mean that we can't come up with a great vaccine it doesn't mean that we can't you know uh, you know, alter the situation, but unless we're willing to discuss the actual facts and 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 look at the ugly truth, even if we don't like the truth, then we are living in fantasy land, and and we're not seeing the whole reality, and it's just going to exponentially get worse. And I think that myself and the voice of what I'm saying, and I'm going to have this out everywhere soon. as so I'm going to spend the money to do it. There's a lot of other people I know, um, like the one project, and what have you? where We have thirteen thousand doctors from the UK and here in the United States that have joined together to talk about the exact same things I'm I'm talking. About, so I think it's going to be an avalanche. And these politicians that that I don't think it's like a some big conspiracy. It's not. It's not uh, you know some some <laughs> some ridiculous uh, group of people sitting in a little room that's conspiring about the for the whole world to to have this issue. I think it's just basic greed. It's 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 trying to create control. It's elections. It's it's companies trying to make tens of billions of dollars in profit, and and. You know, I, I, I perhaps am a little bit cynical because of being in that world where people are always trying to make a profit. But I can tell you that people will tend to delude themselves of a lot of facts when they're trying to make a lot of money. And, and I think that what happens to the populace is they get fed a lot of media. And they, you hear the media parrot the same narratives over and over and over again. And they stop thinking. They stop asking questions. You know, when I look at the situation, I go, hmm, what are these vaccines? How are they created? What how do they work exactly? And when I talk to a lot of people, I have to tell you, they've had the injection once or twice, and they don't even know what's in it. They've injected something that literally 24 months ago was considered experimental, 36 months ago was considered dangerous by the CDC and FDA. They're injecting it into themselves. And they don't even know what it is, and they don't know how it works, and they don't even know what the, the creators of that vaccine have said about it. They don't even know those facts, but yet they're upset with me for, for asking the question. That's, that is what you call a cult mentality. When you shut down your, when you shut down your thinking and your listening and, your, and everything because you're so in, so solid with, with a narrative.
0: When you go to the shop and buy food, unless you have an allergy or something, nobody checks all the ingredients to see what they 're actually eating do they
2: I disagree with that too. I do you eat G- gMO foods genetically modified in, in the United States, most people on the left and most of my family a lot of most of my friends are on the left. They don't eat uh, GMO genetically modified foods. They don't eat non-organic foods. They only eat grass-fed beef. They, you know. So yeah, I would say that a lot of people these days do because why? Because a lot of those foods were causing diabetes and cancer and obesity. They don't give it to their kids. You know. So yeah, people are starting to 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 not just trust the government, not just trust mega corporations that make tens of billions of dollars every year. Which I think is ironic that liberals and people on the left. Are now trusting government when did that happen when did the liberals start trusting big corporations they shouldn't i'll tell you i know people that run billion dollar corporate i have friends that are extru- don't trust these people okay don't trust the big government question everything it doesn't mean that everything is a conspiracy it doesn't mean that everything is 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 innately evil it's not but, but at least know the ingredients of what you're feeding your kids, of what you're eating yourself. Mm. You should. I've right? let
0: you come on my show and speak uncitated, dangerous, libelous nonsense for the past 30 minutes and i was quite hesitant about allowing you on the show in the first place but i thought as a station that's not bound by ofcom rules i thought well i'm not really gonna risk anything here
2: well that's a bunch appreciated and i think that even though you disagree with me i think that that's really strong that you can say that you disagree but you're willing to listen to me even though i ranted on for 30 minutes and you're you're right about that
0: yes and everything else <laughs> So where are we able to check out your podcast if we're interested in listening to
2: it and finding more about everything you talk about. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to listen to it, if you, you know, and you can listen to it and then never listen to it again or hate <laughs> it. It's Reality with Sean Hoffman. That's S E A N H O F F M A N. So it's realitywithseanhoffman.com and every place you can find a podcast, it's there's a link there for it. And, uh, yeah, and I, I appreciate it and I understand, yeah. you know, your position. And thanks for letting me rant on for so long. <laughs> yeah. I'll see what happens in six months' time because I guess we'll find out if you're right. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully I'm
0: wrong. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us today. <laughs> thanks, Toby.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.